It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, your cheap seat crony, your bench jockey with a beer. My name is Jeff Carr, bringing you the Reds every day. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Lockdown Reds podcast on this Wednesday. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the podcast today. We'll recap the Tuesday night loss of the Reds to the Brewers that dropped them to 1-3, and three, and we'll also take a look at where they go from here. But before we get to that, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Himalaya. Also check us out on social media at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And take a look at LockedOnReds.com. We've got all kind of good posts going up from our team of writers. Dave Pemberton wrote an article about Major League Baseball attendance and how to fix the attendance issue that they have. And then also, Clay Snowden gave us a breakdown of the Louisville Bats roster for 2019, at least the roster that they will begin the season with. Very good stuff there from both our guys. Check them out. And also remember that whenever you get into your car, or really wherever you are, you can use your smart device's voice activation function to play the Locked On Reds podcast. Just simply say, hey, you know, Siri or Google or whatever platform you use, play podcast Locked On Reds, and it'll just pull right up. Very nice and easy, like. So, Tuesday night, the Reds fell to the Brewers 4-3. to there were some good performances by particularly Anthony DeSclafani, and even Robert Stevenson came in relief, had two good innings of relief, and then A. Eugenio Suarez got off of his slump with a couple of hits. So it was good to see all of that. I'll start with DeSclafani. He started very strongly. He struck out the first batter on three pitches that he did against Lorenzo Kane. And then there was a couple of base runners, but he worked around them to get out of the first inning unscathed. And by the time he was done with the second inning, he had only thrown 28 pitches, which is something that it felt like it took Sonny Gray and Tanner Roark to get the first two outs of their game was 28 pitches. So it was refreshing to see how efficient DeSclafani was. He got into a trouble a couple of different innings, but was able to get out of it for the most part. You know, he did give up the one run there, and the Reds were able to tie it back, so he didn't factor into the decision. But overall, a good first start of the season for Anthony DeSclafani. And then looking at Eugenio Suarez, Suarez hit a double, his first hit of the season, and then was able to launch a home run there in the eighth inning that cut the deficit to one. 
but really the damage was done in the sixth whenever Orlando Arcia hit a three-run home run off of Zach Duke. One other encouraging thing from the game, at least performance-wise, was Robert Stevenson was able to come in and pitch a couple of strong innings as he pitched the final two innings of the game, gave up just one hit and one walk and struck out two. So he picked up from where he left off on his last performance. He gave up a couple of unearned runs. I think there were unearned. No, well, I think one of them was an earned run. But he bounced back in this one, didn't give up any. And, you know, I mean, he's not looking too terrible. I guess we can officially call Derek Johnson a wizard when it comes to fixing pitchers. I joke, of course. We still have a long season ahead. And really his big, his uh, biggest test will come this weekend whenever we see Sonny Gray and Tanner Rourke's second start. But we'll get to all of that a little bit later on in the show. I also want to talk about Yasiel Puig. He had a very nice performance defensively. Got to showcase his arm on a couple of different throws. I remember specifically there was an instance where the Brewers had a runner on second base and a fly ball was hit to the warning track in right field in which Puig caught. And the guy on second thought he would test Puig. And Yasiel Puig threw a one-hop throw from the right field warning track to third base and forced the guy to turn around midway between second and third and head back to second. So it was, it's going to be a fun season watching Yasiel Puig and that cannon that he has out there in right field. But overall, the Reds fall to one and three on the night. They continue to lose a one-run game scenarios, but hey, it's only four games in. The Reds have 158 games left. And I was reminded by Mo Egger that in 1995, when the Reds won the division by 13 games, they actually started that season 1-8. and eight. So 1-3, and three, whatever. I mean, if you're jumping off the bandwagon now, if you're done with the Reds now, I'll see you in August because it's going to be a fun ride. It, there's going to be times like this where they kind of go through dry spells. And right now they're just trying to find their legs. You know, Suarez got off the schneid tonight. You had Robert Stevenson pitching pretty well. Anthony DiSclefani pitching pretty well. Guys are starting to get into the groove. And while it was warmer than the last couple of games, it was still a little chilly. I think by the end of the game, we were in the high 40s, maybe mid-40s, something like that. So when the weather warms up, so does the team, and I'm not worried. You shouldn't be either. If you are, then, you know, whatever. I can't make it not be worried. Just wanted to remind you guys about Locked On Major League Baseball, the podcast that takes a look at the league each and every day, hosted by Sully Baseball. It's a nice little bite-sized sample of the league's action, a great way to keep up with everything that's going on around the country. All right, guys, this is the part of the Locked On Reds baseball podcast where I talk to you for a moment about sex. That's right, and we're talking good sex. Do you remember the last time that you pitched a complete game? Has it been a while? Are you just Getting to that quality start right now. I've got a solution. Blue Chew. 
Blue Chew is a chewable tablet that has the same active ingredient as Viagra, except it is much more fast-acting since it's a chewable. Now, through this special offer, you can go to bluechew.com and enter the promo code MLB for this introductory offer. You get a free shipment of Blue Chew. You just pay $5 in shipping, and you can have it sent to you. It'll help you get back to where you want to be when you want to be there. We're talking about BlueChew.com, as in the color blue, B-L-U-E.com, promo code MLB. This is a great introductory offer for the listeners of the Locked On Reds podcast. BlueChew.com, promo code MLB, for your free introductory offer. BlueChew.com is a new partner of the Locked On Reds podcast, and we thank them for sponsoring today's episode. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast on this hump day Wednesday. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. Just as a favor to me, if you like the podcast, go into your podcast app if it has the ability to do this. I know that iTunes does, and I, I think Stitcher does, and different things like that. But drop us a review. Let me know how I'm doing. And I always t- like to take a look at those, see what people are saying, and see where I can improve. And then also, especially if you like the podcast, love reading those too. I talked about in the first half, you know, kind of wanted to look at where the Reds go from here. And it was pointed out to me that, you know, I, I had mentioned in some of the lead-up spring training episodes of the podcast that one-run losses were a bit of a bugaboo last year for the Reds. And already we see in back-to-back games, they lose to the Brewers 4-3, to three both last night and tonight. So we're starting off 0-2 in one-run losses. Now, there's still plenty of time left, but it is interesting to see that trend. It was funny because tonight, almost as if David Bell was trying to answer the people that complained about last night when he didn't bunt, Jose Iglesias got got on first, the leadoff walk in the bottom of the ninth inning, and then Tucker Barnhart came up, and what does he have Tucker Barnhart do? Barnhart squares around a bunt. He misses it, so it's 0-1. He squares around a bunt again. He fouls it off. A Josh Hader fastball going about 95 miles an hour fouls it off halfway up the first deck in, or you know, down the first baseline. So now he's down 0-2. And he has to swing. He's, you know, he goes back to his full swing, strikes out on the third pitch. It, you know, he never had a shot at it. And I think that it was unfortunate. I think I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think David Bell listened to the pundits or anyone talking about how they should have bunted last night and said, well, maybe I'll bunt tonight. But on the other end of the spectrum, I think that it kind of hamstrung the Reds in their comeback attempt. Tucker Barnhart is a good contact hitter. He's the kind of guy that can put the ball in opposite fields and really get some things going with his bat. But you're telling him to bunt something he doesn't do very much. In fact, I, I don't remember the last time Tucker Barnhart laid down a bunt. So, okay, there's that. We tried it. 
didn't work. Let's go back to the the time when the Reds didn't bunt. I don't miss bunting at all. Please don't do it. So moving forward, the Reds have the Brewers for one more. Got a business day special on Wednesday with Luis Castillo pitching. And one of the reasons that Castillo's start was moved from the first game in Pittsburgh to the last game here in Cincinnati is that the numbers show the Brewers aren't as good against a good changeup pitcher. And that is Castillo's bread and butter. So I'm looking for Castillo to have a nice second outing. Maybe he gets that quality start that I feel like he could have gotten on opening day, but they kind of wanted to keep his pitch count low. I think he can get that quality start on Wednesday. And then I'm also looking at a couple of dudes to have good games, good, you know, kind of uh, bursting onto the scene in 2019 sort of games. I think Shebler is going to have a multi-hit game. I think he is dead tired of hearing all of the interesting folks uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't think he's listening. But there are folks on Twitter that are already questioning why he's in the major leagues over Philip Irvin or, you know, Nixon Zell, things like that. Scott Shebler is a major league outfielder, and he had a really good spring. But it's not a, it's not something where you look at a spring and that's in indicative indicative of what he's going to do during the regular season. You know, on the contrary, right now he's having exactly the problems that we thought in spring he had fixed. He's chasing the high fastball a lot. The Brewers have just constantly gone back to throwing high fastballs as much as they can to Shebler, and Shebler's not laying off them. He just didn't make good contact last night, but I also think that he is primed and ready to get out of this slump, and I think he starts it in a big way today on Wednesday with two hits. And one other thought for the day game here, I'm thinking Joey Votto goes yard, something he has yet to do here in 2019. Suarez got off of his slump yesterday and hit a long ball. I think Joey hits a long ball today. So that'll be fun to watch as Castillo will oppose Freddie Peralta. Peralta was, I mean, there was a tweet from John Morosi that he was talking with Craig Council, and Craig Council maybe lended to the idea that they may not necessarily give a full season's worth of starts to Freddie Peralta. They want to keep his inning total down. So if you're a Brewers fan, this is one of your, you know, 15 or 20 times you'll get to see Peralta pitch. He is an exciting young arm, so we'll see how the Reds fare against him. I think the Reds will get off of their losing schneid, and they'll bring the record to 2-3. and three. I think they get the win on Wednesday against the Brewers. That'll do it here for the Wednesday edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. Make sure, if you have not already, hit that subscribe button on your podcasting platform. Leave us a review, especially if you like us and you want to give us five stars. And also look us up on social media at Locked on Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Check out LockedOnReds.com for some great content from our team of writers And as I mentioned, this is your only daily podcast for the Cincinnati Reds, which means I will talk to you tomorrow, hopefully recapping a Reds win and previewing the Pittsburgh series, the first road series of 2019 for the Reds. See you then. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.